to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. And the NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for Week 1. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Noah, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay, doing okay, a little bit tired, uh, as we were talking just before this, I went camping this weekend, um, and didn't have an air mattress, so I was just sleeping on the ground, and you're not going to believe this, but the ground is actually not very comfy, um, so yeah, didn't didn't really sleep much, but uh, have to do the show anyways, so, you know, here we are, and here, here we are, yeah, here, but, here we are, I no, mean, it doesn't really matter in what state we are. We're here, right? Yeah, we've probably been in worse shape recording these for sure. Abs- so absolutely have been. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know why I said probably, definitely. Uh, and unfortunately, we're not able to talk this week about the Alexander Barkov extension because it has yet to happen. But maybe one day. Uh, and in the mean- meantime, though, some fun stuff around the league, uh, which we, you know, we got to talk about it. Uh, the Jesperi Kotkaniemi offer sheet from the Carolina Hurricanes, one year, $6.1 million, a first and a third round compensation. What do you make of this move from the Carolina Hurricanes? Man, oh man, this is what offer sheets are all about, aren't they? I love it. Like, like this is, this is peak of like offer sheet. The, the the level of pettiness is just unbelievable. And it's I'm unbelievable. All I'm I'm all I'm all for it. I think it's it, it makes it so exciting. Um, probably haven't seen this like tempting of an offer sheet since like Shea Weber. Yeah, 
Shea Weber was a really tempting one for that was Philly. Yeah, Philly threw the the big money at him. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Like very clearly, this is retaliation for Montreal going after yeah. Sebastian Ajo a couple of years ago, right? Like not even like being subtle about it uh, from from Carolina announcing it in French with a twenty dollars signing bonus, Sebastian Ajo's number. Um, yeah, just wild stuff love to see it because the nhl for the most part is a league most of the moves that are made are not as exciting maybe as some of the other leagues like you don't Mm -hmm. you don't see the the same level of stuff this to me um is a lot of fun i really enjoy it i don't care about either team whatsoever so you know i'm just here here for the excitement of it do you think montreal matches it's tough. It's tough. And, and, more, I, and more importantly, do you think they should match? So, two-part question. Okay. Um, I think they're likely to match. And if they do, I think there's going to be another move associated. I don't know in what, what form or, like, something's going to happen. Uh, do I think they should? Absolutely not. I no. I think it's like having Kotkaniemi on your roster from if you're Montreal does not does not like make you a cup contender again. It does not guarantee playoffs over no playoffs. You know he's he's a depth player that they could probably they could definitely get for the for a much cheaper price on the market. It's, it's just so much money because you think about the qualifying offer. You got to qualify him at seven next year. Like, obviously there's always the possibility of both um, parties agreeing to a long-term lower AAV. But that's the, if all else fails, that's you got to still pay him at least $6 million per year. Yeah. Like, and could he be a $6 million player a year? No. Maybe. Oh. Like, maybe in like three years, but right now, absolutely not. I think here in Montreal, it's a stupid, stupid move to, to, to match just because of the long term effects it'll have on the salary cap. Especially with the the flat a cap that's most likely going to stay flat for the next two seasons. Yeah, like the the way they like six point one million dollars. I think everyone unanimously agrees is like way too much for Asperi Kotkaniemi, and it puts Montreal in that like interesting spot where, you know, you match it because you want to you know keep your guy, but then you're going to have to move some other stuff around just because of the cap hit. Um, and then in terms of you know, you get the compensation for him, the first and the third, if you don't match it, but you did invest a third overall pick in this player. Right. And so regardless of what he's done so far, like that is a significant investment from the team. And it's so early in this player's career that like Yasperi Kalkinami in my mind has not shown much at the NHL level, like really at all. You know, no, I, know and I know some big... people love him. He, to me, he just is out there. Like, yeah, and the, the big thing with the compensation is you could easily, easily flip that first rounder 
for a third line center that's going to cost you half the price and be twice as efficient. Yeah. I think that's like such an easy move to make. Like, yeah. In, I think the reality is also that Cod Kanyemi on the Hurricanes is just going to produce more than on the than on the Habs. I think that's just. I think he's a better fit in Carolina. It's it's a that's the reality of the situation. Like I don't think and he's a six million dollar player in Carolina no, though. But like, no, he's probably no. better. But yeah, he'll he'll be better in. He's a guy that can't carry a line. So if you can put him with players that can. Uh, contribute offensively instead of ha- having most of the pressure rely on his shoulders is he- he's going to excel much better. Um, the fit in Carolina is undoubtedly better. It just, it's, it's going to be interesting because I assume if he goes to Carolina, he'll sign that extension for a lot lower AAV. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. But like as like, but like that's like, you know, that's the most likely outcome I think. But to me, like, Carolina, like they literally just offered him a bad contract. So no matter whether they get him or Montreal gets him, like that cap hit and contract is an issue. Yeah. So for me, yeah, if I'm Montreal, there's no way I'm like I know. Yeah, you've given up the third round, you know, the third overall pick for him. I'm not matching that. Um, I mean. It- Galchenyuk, that was also a third overall, and they pulled the trigger pretty pretty fast with Domi. Um, Domi wasn't exactly third overall, but he he got dealt as well. Um, I, I I think that the reality is that you know he was scratched in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He's a player that's not nearly ready, and they uh, yeah, fucked like, up. Uh, they yeah. fucked up his development by yeah. having him start in the league at eighteen. That was clearly not the right move. They had to send him back to the AHL afterwards. Um, this is kind of th- – this is a way, in my opinion, for Bergevin to cut his losses. Yeah. It's a safe way out of this. Just take the first and third, flip like a third and a second for a third-line center who can be reliable, and just, you know, call it – Call it quits. Like it's he's not worth that much money. He's not worth. He doesn't have the sentimental value to the to the fan base and to the organization to warrant giving him that much money. Yeah, it's you know it'd be it'd be stupid to to match it. I think. Yeah. The only the only issue there would be let's say. They don't match it, right? So they get the compensation, the first and the third. And you want to go out and acquire a third-line center. I think you now have to overpay for that third-line center because your, like, bargaining position is so weak because everyone looks at Montreal's center depth and you've lost Phil Deneau, you've lost Jesperi Kotkaniemi. It's not great outside of Suzuki, who's fantastic. No, and then you have kind of Jake Evans as a fourth-liner and you're kind of missing those second There's, third line yeah second and third is is kind of wide open you have you do have young guys like paling is got injured for half of last season with Laval, i also don't so. think he's very good 
okay just, you know but sure no yeah sure. you know like there there are some options internally but the the i think that without a doubt would you here's a question would you rather overpay on the market for a third line center with proven consistency or overpay in the form of a contract in matching the offer sheet i'd rather overpay on the market Oh yeah, Just because I won't get stuck with a bad contract. Yeah, but you know that's that's the that's the main tipping point. Yeah, no, I th- I think I I would do the, the same thing. See what's out there on the market. Like, yeah, you're gonna probably have to overpay because everyone can look at your your center depth and you know this late into the off season too, where teams are you know for the most part rosters are like close to set for for a lot of teams, and so if they're gonna move away from that. It has to be a significant offer. I know one of the names that's been thrown out there is Christian Dvorak from the Arizona Coyotes, who, you know, Montreal does have like a, you know, decent trade history with, hasn't always worked out for really either team, but <laughs> like ever, but uh, uh, yeah, I think that'd be like an interesting option for them. There's maybe a couple other names around the league from, uh, you know, some teams that are maybe trying to finish lower in the standings. Yeah, it's it, it'll be interesting. Um, I there's no there's no real right or wrong answer. I think that you can. I mean, no, I think it's wrong to match the offer sheet of your Montreal. I think that's just a reality. Uh, we saw it with Seattle this off season. It's so important to be smart and not to gamble with precious salary cap space. Yeah. And I think because of the circumstances we're living in, that's the way you have to approach it. Yeah. I, without a doubt, Bergeron and his team are staying up for the next, what is it, six times 24, like 150 hours. Yeah. It's got to, yeah. yeah, like they're 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 gonna evaluate every single possibility, but I'd be very disappointed in Montreal if they were to match the the offer sheet. Yeah, um, I, I don't I don't care either way. So, um, you know, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm just here for the chaos. Really, is really what I care about most. Um, and yeah, I just love. Uh, I just love the move from Carolina, regardless of whether it's matched or not. I just love the, the level of pettiness, um, how like thorough they were with it and everything announcing it in French. Don Waddell basically repeating Bergevin's quote for when they offer it off. It's fantastic. Like regardless of the outcome, just well done on, on that, that front of Carolina, like well done. Great job by their social media team too. Like just, fantastic all around but uh yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say also that yeah i don't think montreal matches this one yeah I, and that, i'm gonna say montreal doesn't match and yes barry kakaniemi turns into a 60 point second line center on the carolina hurricanes see that that's the thing is <laughs> you know he's gonna produce more on carolina so at this point for montreal it becomes a decision of whether or not to deprive Carolina of that added forward depth. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think just let them have them well played. 
Also, like if like also just kind of confused too though a little bit because it's like if you're Carolina and you're like trying to go like ultra petty offer sheet, should you not just wait a year and offer sheet Nick Suzuki? Yeah, that like, would have certainly because that's been that, a... like that aligns more because like Sebastian Aho is like quite a good hockey player, right? Well deserving an offer sheet. It's very Kotkaniemi. This seems like purely out of like spite. Yeah, and like, I think you there there's a tremendous risk in. Well, not I, I. I think that there's just a Suzuki offer sheet you can never. I, I think Montreal would match close to anything on that. Yeah, this one is like they they've made it they've made it a difficult choice for Montreal. On this one. That's what's so amazing about it is that either one way Montreal loses their three C, potentially two C, to yeah. Carolina, or they decide to fuck themselves over with cap issues. Yeah, it's yeah. So it's a great it's a tricky spot. I, I, I don't see how you can recover from a salary cap perspective if you 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 take on the contract. Yeah. I have not looked I haven't looked at what the because Shea Weber won't be playing next season. Yeah. I don't think they I still don't think they have the space. No, I don't think so either. So it'll be interesting. Um, well, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll know by our next Monday episode for sure. Um, but yeah, and I hope we see more offer sheets really in the future too, because this is fun. I know, but right? just not, but just not against Panthers players. I, I, I can't believe we haven't heard any rumors of at least the Elias Pettersson one. I, I was like, I was, I thought like Seattle could have gone for it. Like you had the cap space and you have the picks. Like might as well build your team around that. Uh, I don't know. Seattle. If you're Seattle and you just said like, fuck it. 11 million a year. Elias Patterson. Vancouver is like, or you offer sheet him at 11. He was at like nine and you make Vancouver pick one. You can't offer sheet Hughes is the problem. All oh, right, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because I, if you had the choice to only offer sheet one, I think it would there would be a legitimate. It would be really hard to choose which one you would offer sheet. I think I do Hughes probably. Well, it depends on what team I am too. If I'm Seattle, nah, yeah, I'd take I'd take either. Yeah, you take either. I think it's very debatable if you take Hughes or Pedersen, but not having that Hughes option kind of makes it easier. Yeah. But, but no, disappointed like, we, we didn't see anything on that front because I'm pretty sure if you offer Sheet Pedersen at nine or ten, if it's, it's a tough it, spot, it fucks over like Vancouver either way. Yeah. So, yeah, like I thought if there was going to be an offer sheet this offseason, I thought that would be the player for sure. Um, but no, it's yes, Barry caught Kanyemi as, as everyone thought. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. There is the, there is a key number one center still available on the trade market though. And he just changed representation. That's true. Jackie Eichel. Well, that's the thing too. Like if we like if Montreal wanted Jack Eichel, you'd have to assume yes, Barry caught Kanyemi would have been in that deal exactly 
So if they don't, it wouldn't be centered around him, but he would definitely be a piece. Yeah. He'd be like, it wouldn't be the main piece, but he'd be a significant piece. And I think if you're Buffalo, like there's much more appeal and like, yes, Barry Kanami versus a first round pick. Mm -hmm. That's going to be probably mid first round. Yeah. And there's, you know, it's a clear message by Eichel to change representations at this stage that you want something to get done. Do you think something happens before training camp? I hope so. I've been waiting for months to talk about the Jack Eichel trade and it just doesn't happen. Every week I'm like, should I even plan anything for the podcast? Cause like what if Jack Eichel signs and like Barkov signs and like, boom, there's our episode. But no, every week it just goes by. And then we're just like grasping at straws here, thinking about stuff to talk about. Like my goodness. Like we just spent like what? 20 minutes talking about. Yes. Sperry caught Kenny <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> like, so I, yeah, I, I I'm, we, I'm excited to. I don't know. Do you think he, if if he's not dealt before training camp, do you think he reports? No. He's still technically injured, though. Is yeah. he? I, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't evaluated his neck. Like, like I don't know, but yeah, I I think I think he does get dealt though. Mm-hmm. Not sure where. But, like, if I had to guess, obviously, like, the big front runner is New York. But a part of me just thinks, like, Vegas. Oh, my God. Because, of course, well, Vegas would do that. That's just what they – every offseason, they just do that. Like, go get some big name. They don't have, like, a, a number one center other than, like, Chandler Stevenson. And, like, they got William They Carson. really wanted to fuck Marc-Andre Fleury over. They would have – Involved him in a package for Eichel. There's no way Flurry would have played another game in a game in Buffalo. No, no, like somebody did that once. I think it was like Radislav Kessel. I got traded from like the Coyotes to the Sabers and retired like the next day. <laughs> he was like, "No, nope, not having it. I would rather not play this game at all." <laughs> it's like it says a lot about the city or like the opinions. I mean. Yeah, it's no. nothing that nobody knows already about Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. It's you know, it's it's well known. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, where do you think he gets dealt? I'll I'll go with the uh, the opposite front runner. I'll go with uh, L.A. The Ottawa Senators. Oh, Ottawa's got to deal with Brady Kachuk. Like, when are they going to sign this guy? They were so fast at signing Shabbat. Yeah. And now they're so slow at signing Kachuk. It's interesting. I don't know. You're starting to sound like our friend Jacob Barker over here right now. <laughs> When's <laughs> Brady going to sign? Who knows? Um, but, yeah, uh, other news. We should probably talk some Panther stuff. Um, development camp. We haven't talked about uh, the list at all. We saw on Twitter the other day. Anton Lundell coming to town, uh, looking good, got all his gear. Uh, how excited are you for for Anton Lundell in Sunrise? Oh man, I I'm pumped. I'm just excited to to know where we're gonna see him this fall. If it's gonna be AHL or NHL, I'm really really curious about. That. I I hope game one he's on that third line. Like he that. probably, I, he definitely can. 
it's yeah. going to be up to management to decide if that's what what to do with his development. And the fact that he's played with men for so long now already, I think you you, you just do it. No, and I swear, like one week on the ice with like Alexander Barkov, and the Panthers are going to have two Barkovs and Bennett, and then Jumbo Joe patrolling on the fourth line. <laughs> <laughs> the center depth is unreal. Unreal. I can just imagine, you know, the 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 Spider Man like meme where they're like the Barkov the Spider Man's. Yeah. This is Barkov and Mattel. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. Yeah, I, I hope that's where he ends up. Like, and I, it, like, if he comes into camp and he is clearly your third best center, like, that's probably where he, he will be because I don't think they're going to put him in the AHL for no reason. Right. No, no, no. Like I mean, he, I, I, I do think if he goes to the AHL that he'll be, he'll be on that first line. Yeah. But. Yeah. We'll see. I think it's really up to management and like evaluate what they want to do with his development. If he and if he's actually ready for an NHL season, you know, yeah. it's not. It's not just about keeping up with the level of play on the ice. It's also about all the off ice stuff, and it's it's a busy, busy season. Is you get exhausted. Yeah, like I have no doubt, really, that he can like do it and play at this level. But can he do it for eighty two games? Absolutely. Would be my concern, right? And so it, it could go either way. Um, but I, I, I hope he, he ends up on that third line, secures the spot and stays there all year and, and thrives, maybe puts up, I don't know, I'd say 40 points. I think that'd be a good rookie year. I think that's realistic too. Yeah. No, I think, I think if he puts up like, I don't know, 15, 18 goals and 40 points, I think that's a, that's a really good rookie year. For a yeah, guy on your third I, line. That's perfect. And I that just shows promise. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be exciting. Like, I can't wait to watch this this guy up close in a Panthers uniform. I was the other day because we me and some buddies, I've converted several of my friends into our our well, our friends into Panthers fans. And so we put in an order for some Panthers jerseys. Unfortunately, we don't know what number Anton Lindell was gonna wear. Did not respond to my DM. So alas, I had to go a different direction. Um, I won't reveal who it is. Um, we'll post about it once the jersey arrives, but uh, it's going to be a good one. Um, but yeah, Panthers development camp, obviously uh, getting underway soon. Anton Lindell going to be there. Who are some other players out the camp that you're excited to see? And I know, I know, I know right out of the gate who num- like who like who you're going to say. I'm not going to say him. You, you- um. Well, well, special obviously special shout out to the guy the the guys that we we put on our top tens. So I mean, Justin Sardif, I suppose Saran Noel does fall into that category. So he's up there. Yeah, big Saran Noel guy. You know, Denisenko get going there again. Uh, This year's um, uh, second round pick. Evan Nouse is yeah. going to be there. So should be exciting to see that. Um, Cole Schwint. I think Cole it's Schwint I think flies under the radar a bit. Like, I don't think we even mentioned him in our, our prospect this series, but like he, he's legit. Like he's very good. Yeah. 
So, you know, very limited pro experience. So I, I think it'll be interesting to have him there. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anybody that also just pops out. Um, John Ludwig, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah, our guy who we absolutely shredded in our first episode of the podcast. Yep. An offensive threat. There's some really good players out there. Yeah. Uh, Matt Kierstad also getting the invite, which should be interesting. I, I would expect he would be like one of the more dominant players in he that group. He should stand out. I'm like, because so, like he didn't play much last year, but I liked what I saw from him. In his... Yeah. And I like the way he plays. He's, he's a bit. He's not the oldest guy there. He's the oldest defenseman there, but he's one of the older guys that will hopefully be able to step up. Um, yeah, it'd be so, really interesting to see him. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he shows well. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see uh, Denisenko because uh, you know I like the progression we saw mm-hmm. last year, but you know excited to see you know maybe like work he's put in in the off season. Maybe he's a bit bigger, stronger, um, still just as tenacious uh in puck battles so i'm excited to see him um because i think he's a terrific player uh on the defense uh max gilden i think kind of another defenseman's kind of under the radar a bit had like a sneaky good year last year uh he was playing over in bakersfield on loan uh with the oilers affiliate um he's kind of been in the system for a little while now but i think he's really coming into his own and I think he could be a candidate to play some games here this season. Uh, also, Ludwig now, some Kierstad, like you've mentioned. Um, big fan of all, all three of those players. Uh, John, like Kierstad and Ludwig, obviously, Evan Naus being this draft year, like I'm not really looking to see much here because I don't expect him to make any noise. Right? Yeah, he's, he's one of the youngest players at, at yeah. camp. You know, yeah. so I think like a good camp from Evan Nass would be if he doesn't stand out in a bad way. Yeah, like that would be that would be a that'd be a good camp for him. But I expect players like uh, Kierstad, Ludwig, and like Gilden. I expect them to stand out in a good way throughout camp. And I'm I'm excited because like to see all three of them at the same time. They're all kind of in that same like time frame as prospects of like just about ready for the NHL. So I'm excited to kind of see them kind of next to each other and see whose games progress the most. And then another guy, obviously, you mentioned Schwind and Sourdiff and your favorite player, Saran Noel. Um, another guy I'm interested, <laughs> though, in seeing is not even a Panthers prospect. Like, he's not even a draft pick. Um, but a guy who I really, really like. I was shocked he didn't get drafted um, in last year's uh, – well, in, the, in this year's draft – but Trevor Wong from the Kelowna Rockets, who I think is a sneaky good player. Um, and so, he, you know, he got, you know, he didn't get drafted, but he got the invite. He was a point per game player in the WHL last year. Um, he's quick. He's undersized. Um, so I like a lot of elements of his game. So I'm excited to see him at this camp and see if he can make a bit of noise. Yeah. I, I would have hoped that he would have taken a little like more mass He's he's a really small dude. He's, <clears throat> yeah, he's quite small, but you know, he, but he's like he's small, but he's got the quickness. And I think if exactly. he got some strength, I think 
there, there's a player there. I do. I mean, if Hepo Naomi could make it and score an OT goal, then who knows? Yeah, like, yeah, he's kind of, yeah, similar type of player, similar size. I think he's maybe a bit bit quicker. Um, so I'm excited to see him, even though, you know, he's, he's just there on the invite. Um, and so to see what he can do. Um, but either way, it, it should be a fun camp. I'm just excited to, to be able to see these prospects. We weren't able to see it uh, last year because uh, there was no development camp. Um, and so, yeah, we got the, the showcase coming up September 18th, I think to 21st uh, is when it goes. So should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, other than that, not really much going on around the league. So I think that that kind of does it for, for this week's episode. Um, I think next week we got something planned. I think we might do our rankings for our next episode, you know, perhaps our standings predictions, maybe get a couple friends on the show, see what they're thinking. Um, see, you know, I mean, I will be absolutely upset if nobody, if everybody, like everybody should have the Panthers number one seed. Absolutely. If they aren't first in the Atlantic, you don't know what you're saying. If one person dares put the fucking Maple Leafs ahead of the Panthers, I might lose it on air. I think I might just out of spite put the Sabres ahead of the Leafs. <laughs> just, just cause. But uh, yeah, no, Panthers got to be the number one seed. I know some might say we're biased for saying that, but uh, disagree. It's just facts. So. It is. Um, so, yeah, I think that'll be our next episode. But uh, that does it for this one. Thanks to everyone tuning in, listening. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode. Uh, so enjoy the rest of your week, weekend, and we'll, we'll see you then. Panthers are back on top.